And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Money. Yes. If you're like me, you're no doubt a fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays in this day and age? I've got popcorn in my teeth. But only real fans, true hardcore fans that have been with us since the beginning would know two important facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the 100% true, undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot fact about you, Bunny, is that you are a proud Gilligan's Island fetishist. Now tell us what exactly does it entail? Um, each of the castaways represent a a different fetish. Okay. okay. Obviously, Marianne and Ginger are obvious. You know. Yeah. We we don't have to go there. Uh, but Gilligan is very much a little boy, and the skipper. Uh, I think by today's standards, he may classify as a bear. Yes. Okay. Um. The professor is clearly submissive. Yes. To Mr. Howell and Lovey, the both of them. Lovey, yes, yes. So, so that is basically Fifty Shades of Howell. Nice there that the professor is involved in. Um, and that pretty much covers the castaways. I haven't missed anybody, right? Mary and Ginger, uh, the Howells, the Professor, the Headhunters, and the Skipper. Yeah. yeah, no, you got it. You got it. Well, uh, I, I, uh, I'm fine with whatever you decide to fetishize, Bunny. I, yes. I support you. So that's important. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to get a story from the history books and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this segment is. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, 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 dun. Or chat, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name chap. It's short, but it's fun, and it's to the point. It's the Quibi of podcast segments. Oh, Quibi, will your star ever stop rising? <laughs> Anywho, this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing the insanely popular American snack food and the odd place it was invented at. Okay. Bunny. Yes. 
Disneyland just recently reopened after roughly 13 months closed, which is unprecedented. And I thought that I would celebrate the reopening of Disneyland with a look at an odd bit of Disneyland history. There's a lot of odd things about Disneyland history. In order to build the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland, they had to take up a large bit of space, which was previously used as a parking lot. And so as a fun little nod, they kept one of the parking lot signs in the ride. So as you go into one of the rooms of the ride, there's this giant screen and it's the safety spiel for the ride. And you see Sala from the Indiana Jones movies telling you about the ride. But if you turn around, which hardly anyone does, you can clearly see on the wall that you're in the Eeyore parking spot. (laughs) Because back in the day, remember where we parked? We parked at Pinocchio. Uh-huh. So they kept the Eeyore parking sign inside of Indiana Jones. I find that interesting. I know a lot of uh, Disneyland history. And so this is a weird bit of Disneyland history. So originally, Disneyland was free to get into. And it was ab- to get out. <laughs> right? It was absolutely free to get into the park, but each ride cost to ride. So you would buy ride tickets to get on the ride. They stopped this in 1982. Before that, it was kind of both like, oh, hey, it's $10 to get in. And then you have to buy these tickets. But they stopped all of that in 1982. Well, that makes that makes sense because you could see that it was <clears throat> grown out of a carnival. And you don't pay to get into a carnival. Yeah. But the original concept that Walt Disney had for the park was, and I I find this absolutely fascinating, every shop on Main Street, he would rent out to businesses and corporations. And nowadays, you go through Main Street at Disneyland, and all of the stores and the shops and the restaurants are owned by Disney. They're all Disney stores. But imagine Main Street back then in the early days of Disneyland where every different store, every different part is owned by a different actual company or corporation. I imagine it would have been like walking through the mall nowadays. You walk through a mall, there are those kiosks in the middle of the mall where some low-paid employee is acting like a carnival barker trying to force you to cop up cough up cash for some hair product or something, you know? Yeah. Imagine that, but at Disneyland. Basically, that was Walt's plan to make money. There was actually a lingerie shop on Main Street. (laughs) Because when you think Disneyland, you think, I need panties. Yeah. Because because Goofy makes me get messy and then he, you know, <laughs> makes the panties drop. No. Which I don't think anyone has ever said out loud. Here it is. Uh, man lingerie. The dick sock looks like Goofy. Nice. Yeah. Or uh, the balls for Mickey's ears. Do you want to suck it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was, it, it, that will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Because all these impressionable young children grew up with these Disney cartoons, 
Little Mermaid lingerie. Ugh, yeah. Sleeping Beauty lingerie. Yeah. So every lingerie. So just imagine every store at Disneyland that's now a gift shop being an actual goddamn store. <laughs> it sounds odd and and nowadays Disneyland owns like every aspect of their theme park. But originally, each ride has a, had a sponsor. Each restaurant was owned by a different company, and that was Walt's big plan to make Disneyland very successful. And I think it's interesting an interesting thing to focus on, especially since nowadays the price for every Disney theme park just keeps going higher and higher and higher every year. So the classic. National Lampoon's vacation idea of the family vacation to a Disney theme park just keeps getting more and more unaffordable for people like me. Yeah. And that's sad. And so I like to think about the early days of Disneyland and maybe Disneyland was still renting out every inch of their shit like in the good old days. Then maybe normal people could actually afford to go to a goddamn Disney park, the greedy bastards. But anyway... Um, in front land, see, it's still there to this day, but it's gone through some different itinerations. Uh, but it's technically still there in Disneyland. It's not called this now, but when it first opened, uh, there was a restaurant in Frontierland at Disneyland called the Casa de Fritos. It was a Mexican restaurant. The Casa de Fritos. It opened at Disneyland in Frontierland on August 11th, 1955, just one month after the opening of Disneyland. And FYI, that is Fritos, as in fucking Fritos. Okay. The chip company was founded in 1932. Nowadays, it's owned by PepsiCo. So the Casa de Fritos was a Frito-Lay chip-centric Mexican restaurant. They sold a mixture of Mexican food and Tex-Mex food, including a Fritos chili pie. And you'd get a free bag of Fritos with each, with each order that you did. Yes. Here's some treats. Fritos. They even had a machine in the back. Um, a lot of the companies that would... Uh, set up shop at Disneyland would have to, oh, we need to jazz up our store to get people to come into the to our part of Disneyland. And so the lingerie store on Main Street had an audio animatronic in the back called the Wizard of Bras. <laughs> and it was an audio animatronic wizard that would teach people about the history of women's lingerie. So at the Casa de Fritos in Frontierland, there was a big wall in the back, and that's where the Frito kid lived. He was a he was a, a cowboy, and he was a he was connected to a machine, and there was a mountain, and he was like a gold miner, I guess, in Frontierland. You'd put a nickel in, and he would talk to you and turn the crank, and you would get a bag of Fritos. And he would talk okay. to you a little. And it's so weird to think of like 1955 people wandering around Disneyland eating fucking Fritos. That's weird to me. Yeah. That blows my mind to think of people just walking around Disneyland in 1955 just freely eating Fritos. So uh, 
the Fritos company would supply the Casa de Fritos with all of the Frito-related ingredients, but a local company near Disneyland called Alex Foods, they would be the people who supplied all of the other ingredients to the Casa de Fritos restaurant. So as the story goes, one day, a in the 60s, in the very early 60s, a uh, salesman for Alex Foods comes to visit the Casa de Fritos at Disneyland. And so he's looking around and he's seeing how things work and trying to figure out what uh, they need and what, what to order. And they notice that at the end of the day, they're throwing away a ton of tortillas. Every day, they're like, oh, we didn't use these tortillas. We're going to throw them away. And the salesman's watching this and he's like, huh. Hey, guys, I noticed that at the end of the day, you're all just throwing away the tortillas that you don't use. To be fair, it's probably a white guy, so he probably mispronounced it. Hey, guys, I noticed you're throwing away all the tortillas yes. that, you, that, at the, that you don't use at the end of the day. So the salesman's thinking, and he's all like, look. That's a lot of food you're wasting. There's got to be a way to cut down on all of the waste. How about, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, but what if you uh, get the old tortillas, you cut them up, you fry them, there you go, boom, some chips. There, there you are. You're, you're, you're now, uh, you're not wasting food. You're, you're making chips. That's a good idea so the casa de fritos started doing that on a regular basis they would get the tortillas cut them up fry them maybe put some taco sauce some uh, nacho cheese type uh, powder on them and uh, they they gave them away for free and the 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 concept was maybe y'all are sick of fritos yeah oh here's Fritos pie. Here's a free bag of Fritos. Be sure and visit the Fritos kid in the bag. You can get a bag of Fritos for a nickel in here. Some more Fritos. So it's like, okay, if you're sick of Fritos, here are these new chips that we invented here at Disneyland, and you can eat those. And so it was really popular. And 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 people would love to get these chips at Disneyland. And they absolutely loved them. They were a huge hit at Disneyland. And people would come to the Casa de Fritos just to try these new chips. And they were such a hit that in 1964, the vice president of marketing for Fritos visited the Casa de Fritos. And they're like, okay, business is doing good. People are liking Fritos. Kids love the Fritos kid in the background. But what is the deal with these chips? These are popular. Um, the guy was blown away by how popular these chips were in Disneyland. So he went back to the Fritos company. They said, maybe we should sell these chips because they're pretty popular at Disneyland. So the company decided to test market the chips in Southern California and boom, they sell out. They sell out like fucking crazy. So Fritos knew they were onto something. They just needed a good name. Well, in Spanish, the word Dorado means a fried golden thing. Okay. And in the language of, I love you. Okay. 
in the language, of, in the Spanish language, if you want to make anything small, you add an ito at the end. Yes. So, like, I had an uncle named Javier, and then uh, he had a son named Javier Jr. So we just called him, here's Javier, here is Javiercito. Yeah. You add a cito at the end of it. So uh, they went with the name Doradito brand chips, which would translate into little fried golden thing. Uh, but then the suits are like Doradito chips. No one's going to eat Doradito chips. You need to make that shorter. And so this is the 100% true story about how over 50 years ago, Disneyland invented fucking Doritos. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> when you go to the store and you see the big ass Doritos section and you go, oh, hey, there's Cool Ranch Doritos. There's real regular Doritos. There's Flamin' Hot Doritos. They're bringing back Doritos 3D. Yeah. And, and you see all those Doritos. Just think that those were sold by the Fritos kid. Those were invented at Disneyland. I, I'm shocked that one of America's uh, 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 snack foods was invented at a theme park. People do not know this. I know yes. I end most of all of my shaps like this, but I am shocked that people don't know this story. It, it is appalling. It is appalling. Our education system is shit. Yeah. Teach kids the real stuff. Real stuff you need to know. Doritos were invented at Disneyland. That is fascinating to me. You know? Oh, I imagine my shaps are a great thing to listen to for a small talk at work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All of my shaps. They great for that sort of thing. But yeah, Disneyland gave birth to a find that absolutely fascinating. So next time you see Doritos, remember, it's a small world after all. Yes, it is. It's a small, small And that's it for Steve's Historic Approximations this week. Be sure and join us next week for something else. Yes. I don't know what, but we'll figure it out. Shaps have a tendency to land on my lap nowadays. Oh, but okay. be sure and join us next week for more educationally fun with Steve's Historic Approximations. And cut on that. Buddy! Yes. We still have a movie to discuss. We need to talk about Andy Sedaris. We need to talk about the cheapest credits in the world. We need to talk about the three Bs. We need to talk about Pat Morita. Yes. We need to talk about uh, what blondes keep in cowboy boots. Yes. 
We have a lot to discuss. Plus, we're going to do some singing, and I'm really proud of this. We're going to be knocking it out of the park. So proud. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. Okay. I concur. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Do 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 do